All right. Uh, Brother Phil, I want you to do two things. One, I want you to come on. You get ready to lead us in a song, but I want you to stand here and I want you to pray for us and open us up. And uh, folks, I want you to stand and I want you to pray with us and I want you to sing out for the glory of the Lord this morning. Lord, help us. I want to thank you for being like Brother Dean that that knows hearts. And he knows what to say. I'm grateful for that. Thank you for this meeting, Lord. The older we get, Lord, we don't know how long we'll be able to do stuff like this, but we're so grateful for what you allow us to do for the work of God. I just want to tell you I love you. And thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me, Lord. never want to remember what I was, but never want to forget what I was, Lord. I'm so grateful, Lord. Oh, thank you. In Christ's name. Well, got this old song picked out, page 346. So let's sing, sing to the glory of God. I got to unbutton this thing, so. Glad my name is written down in heaven. My name is in the book of life. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. I rise above all doubt and strife. I know. 
page 56. Thank God for his wonderful grace. Hey. 
no doubt that that phrase is easier said than done. It's easier to say that and never go through it. But there have been a few times that we've gone through it, and because of it, Brother Brenneman, we can say it. And there's some of you in here this morning that are going through it right now, 
And you may not have been through it before, but I want you to know based on the faith of those of us that have been and based on His faithfulness in all of our yesterdays that you can go through it and God will be with you in it. Amen. And when you get on the other side of it, you too can say, you know what, I do still have it all. I don't have to worry about it. Because even if they took it all away, Brother Phil, I'd still have Him. Amen. Hallelujah. Often I go to my altar, I get down on my knees, and if I don't draw my mind off of this world, he won't hear me. But I find myself saying a multitude of words, then I leave my altar knowing in my heart I've not been heard. But there's been a few times, there's been a few times I've found His presence and in the Spirit I've talked to Him. There's been a few times, there's been a few times, so I keep going back and going back again. the moment he forgave my sin he saved my soul from hell he blessed my life my family but I failed him so many times not doing what I know to do but he's always forgave me every time that I prayed There's been a few times, there's been a few times I've found His presence and in the Spirit I've talked to Him. There's been a few times, there's been a few times So I keep going back and going back Amen. You don't worry about them at the altar. They're going to pray as long as they need to. Amen. Amen. I'm glad there's been a few times. And I'm glad there have been a few places. I was listening to a a message Brother Marion Atkinson was preaching. Don't know where. Don't know when. I'll be honest with you. But it was on YouTube. And he was preaching to a bunch of young preachers. And he said, if there's one thing that I can tell you, it didn't say above anything else, but he said, there's one important thing that you need, and that's to have a secret place. He said, if you'll have you, yourself a secret place, he said, no computers, no speakers, no iPods, no, no, no books, no nothing, just a place where it's you and God. No pomp, no circumstances, you and God. 
And I was listening to that in the kitchen, and I, I've got a few secret places. One of them's out here. Every once in a while, I'll come out here. Nobody else is here. And I'll pray and ask God to touch. I got a place down at the house. I live on a lake and don't get excited about a lake house. That's not what I'm talking about. But I live on a lake and I got a place down there, Brother Lee, that I can go and just, just me and God, nobody else, cause there ain't no fish in the pond and, and so they ain't gotta worry about messing them up. But Brother Jordan, I can go down there and pray. And I'm glad there's some other places that I can pray. But in my heart, I've got a secret place that I can go back to. And I can remember the time that I first met him. I can remember the time when I first called out to him. It was April 24th, 1992. You said you never prayed before. I was 12 years old, Brother Kenny. And I tried to pray a whole bunch of times, but nothing ever seemed to go nowhere. I said nothing seemed to go nowhere. I know that's not proper, but that's the way it was. But on that day, Brother Adams, on that day, God dealt with my heart after listening to hard and tender preaching all at the same time. And he said, son, it's now or it's never. Brother Jody, it was on the side of my daddy's truck that he got a hold of me. I was, y'all have heard it before, but I was cleaning an inch and a quarter wrench. And I'm telling you, that thing was greasy when I started, Brother Ojo, but it was sure enough clean when I got done. And God said it's now or it's never. I laid that thing down. I got around the back of my daddy's truck and I sat down in a puddle of grease and I said, God, I thought I was already saved, but you've done shown me that I'm going to hell. And if you don't do it today, I'm going to die forever, live in eternity in hell. And he saved me that. I looked up and my daddy had an old goofy clock, hardly half ever worked. And But I, that day it was a ticking. It was 2.20 p.m. on a Friday afternoon in 1994 in Palatka, Florida, a right off of Highway 117 on Phillips Dairy Road at statewide paving in the very back, in the first bay, about two feet inside the center of the bay. That's where my altar, that's where the secret place in my heart was established. And I praise God. There's been a few times that I've had to go back there. Amen. Hallelujah. Help me. Amen. Brother, Brother Lamance, you come this morning. You come on this morning. Hallelujah. Yep, man. Well, I praise the Lord this morning. And I thank Him. Brother Lamance has been a friend to me for years. He's called me when I've not heard from anybody else. He's checked on me. And he shares an excitement of his church and my church. Before we ever got down here, there was an excitement between the churches. Set out, stood out in the parking lot this morning and he was talking about this meeting. Then he began to share about how God's been working in his church. And I want you to know today, I'm glad that there's no jealousy between God's men as far as I'm concerned. There may be somewhere, but I believe right here, and some of you are missionaries, some are evangelists, some are pastors. I want you to know I'm glad that I can fellowship with some men of God. I said some men of God, amen? Not just men that try to preach God's Word, but from some men of God. And I want you to pray for Dr. Lamance. He's pastor up in Harriman, Tennessee. You ask the Lord to bless him this morning. Go ahead, preacher. Duke County, the privilege and an opportunity. I'm loud by nature, Brother Jamie. Somebody may have turned me down. But it's a blessing, Brother James, to when the old people come up to you and say, Boy, I can hear you. That's such a blessing. Yeah. Well, it is. You can't hear it. You can't hear it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Got to hear it. 
Yeah. Well, I'll be in John chapter 12 this morning. I want to thank Brother Jamie and this church, you saints, for all the sacrifices you make throughout the year that someone like me or somebody can come into this haven of rest. (laughs) John chapter 12. Oh, Lord. There's definitely more bread here than I've got butter. <laughs> it is. It's, I'm talking about butter. I'm not talking about the margarine, you know. Kids think that's butter. That's kind of like Christians today, ain't it? They, 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 think, think they're, they think they're butter. But they've never come from the cow. <laughs> I enjoyed last night, and I've already been blessed to be here this morning. Uh, been in on my 31st year now. The Lord's blessed us to watch a few of His sheep and feed them and love them, and I count it a heaven-bought honor. Been dealing with some strange families here, or one family here. Uh, Brother Dean, he, he mentioned that he might have knew him here three or four years ago. Somewhere in some meeting they. It's the offended family. You know, they just go off the end on everything. Uh-huh. Well, I met the daddy. <clears throat> yeah, his name's uh, Ben. Oh, Ben offended. You ever run into them? We started uh, going out to, anyway, doing fellowship, uh, visitation and everything and all that. And me, you meet some characters out there today. I used to be one. But there's old Ben offended. Jesus said in Mark 4, when, the, when they hear the Word of God, they receive it immediately. But when persecution on stony ground, but when persecution and affliction arises for the Word's sake, by and by they're offended. They, they're hard to reach. Brother offended, you know what it said in Proverbs 17. Uh, him I can deal with, Brother Jamie, but his wife. They got a short name. We call her B for Beatrice, short for Beatrice. Mrs. B offended. You got to watch what you say around her. Yeah. Yeah. Anything will set them off. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then there's one guy. He, he started, he come into the church and been doing a great work in the church. But every time you want to spend a little money, his name's Bill offended. Every time you spend anything, he gets offended. Yeah, Bill offended, yeah. We got the bill on it. Why do we do this? Yeah. You're going to run into all kind of folks out there today. But now, people is our business. <laughs> right? John chapter 12. You know the story going on here. I just want to look at a couple of things here and hope it be a blessing to you. In verse number 20, it said, And there were certain Greeks at the feast. There were certain Greeks among them that came up to worship at the feast. You know, lost people do worship. Huh? They worship up Neyland Stadium here in all fall. hundred something thousand of them get in up there. Yeah. But he said they came to work. And these Greeks were educated, intellectual types. Well, I just can't, if I can't see it or understand it, I don't know if I can believe it. No, I was the same way to the Holy Ghost got on board. 
But anyway, I move on here. The same came therefore to Philip, which was of Bethsaida of Galilee, and desired him, saying, Sir, we would see Jesus. <laughs> now, here in this part of your Bible here, when you come to Philip and Andrew right here, these two team up from this moment on, and you'll find them all through the rest of the New Testament. They're teaming up. You don't hear no message they preached. You don't hear no great miracle they might have done. But they were out there for the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, be a witness and use words if necessary. Hallelujah. But anyway, verse 22, Philip cometh and telleth Andrew, and again Andrew and Philip tell Jesus. <clears throat> tell Jesus. And Jesus answered them. Here's another turning point in your Bible. Here the public ministry is done over. Now it's the propitiation part of what He came to do. To be the sacrifice for our sin, my sin. From this time on, it's the cross. It's the cross. Isn't it amazing they spent, God spent more time on the last week of His life? Huh? <laughs> Something important about that, Brother Ryan. But here we go. I want to look here this morning a few minutes. You know, Philip and Andrew and the rest of them boys, they'd been hanging out with Jesus. What, three years? How long have you been saved, Brother Jamie? Thirty years. If I went to see a man, especially a pastor, I believe he's a good one. I'm not going to ask any of the members. But if I was to go see somebody about this man for 30 years, Brother Paul, they ought to be able to say he's been hanging out with Jesus. Like the young, the, the girl Brother Dean was talking about and, and others. I mean, when you get really born again, you, you want to tell about Jesus. But anyway, here they, they wanted to see Jesus. And Jesus tells them about the kernel of wheat or corn to fall on the ground and die. He's going to die for the sins of the world and be resurrected. And that's what they put their, put their faith in. It's what He's done. Same for us. But I want to say some things this morning that God put on my heart about for this message here this morning. It may come across a little odd to you. I'm just an old country boy. But I want to say number one this morning, Brother Jamie, and I want to ask you this question. Have you ever met your Maker? We hear that saying and it refers to dying and death, you know. Brother Ryan, God got to working on me on that thought and and you know what? Holy Ghost said, yes, you've met Him. I met Him when I got saved. Hey, I didn't get saved. I didn't just join somewhere. I met Him under Holy Ghost conviction as a sinner. When you stand before a holy God, it'll put you in your spot. Oh, I'd heard about Jesus. I'd heard about the cross. And thank God for that. But I met Him January the 7th, 1985 on a Monday at lunch. 
building a better homes and garden home over in Knoxville. Big place. Lord, I couldn't even afford the electric bill on some of them. Building that house and we sat down to eat. Oh boy, sat down beside of him and eat. Oh golly. Closed his lunchbox after lunch and said, Robert. I said, yes sir. He said, Jesus died for you and rose again so you wouldn't have to go to hell. It's like somebody took a knife and cut in there. I met him. And on January the 12th on a Saturday night, yes, in a Baptist church on Saturday night. Uh, oh, Lord. Uh, the pastor comes to the pulpit. I didn't know nothing hardly about church. Uh, he said, does anybody have a prayer request or something on your heart tonight? Whoa, this arm went up before I knowed what was going on. I said, preacher, I'm lost and going to hell. I want to get saved. I can't explain it all, but I met him on my face that night, January the 12th. It was either hell or him. <laughs> I met him. That's why I treasure that secret place. Yes, Brother Jamie, I like that. There is a secret place in there. <laughs> But thank God you need to have some other places. Jesus liked going to the Mount of Olives, didn't He? Didn't Luke say He liked resorted there oftentimes? <laughs> have you ever met Him? Maybe you've met Him this way. Uh, Brother Dean, I was wondering, and you was making that state list last night, you know, California and Florida. I wonder if South Carolina would be on that list. Myrtle Beach. Well, maybe it's... Well, don't want to kill nothing. We were at Myrtle Beach with our family one year. Went back up to the... Started back to the hotel. Probably to get Sherry some water. Or go to the bathroom or something. And Brother Jamie, I got about from the heart of this brother right here. From the hotel door. And just... Went down. I knew it was my heart. I knew that. You'll know it. I knew it was my heart. I never had high blood pressure or nothing. Never. Fell down there. He showed up. (laughs) I said, Lord, I don't want to die down here at this place. I don't want to die down here in this place, this earth. Oh, I'm waiting for him to come. How about you? I fell down on my knees, Brother James. I said, Lord, if you'll allow me to get back home, I promise you I'll go to the hospital and get this straightened out. I got up. Went upstairs, took an aspirin. Was fine the rest of the week. Made it back almost to Knoxville, Strawberry Plains, Brother James, and had another one. Pulled in at Park West. But somehow, when I was on my knees down there hurting, calling out for God, somehow I knew it was going to be all right. But only the Lord can do that. Only the Lord. Maybe you've met Him, Brother Jody, or I'm sorry, December 10. Special prayer request about his wife. 
Maybe you've met, met him that way. You can meet him in a physical situation. You can meet him out there in a social situation. But until you meet him personally, until you meet him personally, it's not going to mean much to you. Huh? Yeah. Amen. Number, number one, I've met him. Have you met him? Thank God I'm going to get to see his face here pretty soon. <laughs> number two, they said, sir, we want to see Jesus. We want to talk to him. We want to meet him. I'm glad he wants to meet with us. <laughs> uh, number two, sir, we would see Jesus. Here's Philip Andrew. Now, I don't know if they knew Philip personally. I don't know. Uh, but I do know this. Somehow, they recognized with their eyes that these were the men that were following Jesus. Huh? By what they saw. If I want to dress up and look like Sodom and Gomorrah, huh? You know, the Bible said all the men were wearing earrings because they were Ishmaelites. Huh? <laughs> That's right. Hey, Amen. My, where I come from, the women wear all the jewelry. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Amen. Now I want to say number two. Not only have you met him, have you met him? But he marked me. He marked me. <laughs> Paul said in Galatians, "I burned my body." The marks of the Lord Jesus. I had to mark you, brother Robert. I'm glad you asked. He in Ephesians one, he sealed me with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Whoa! Hallelujah! How'd he mark you, Brother Robert? He put a new song in my heart. Psalms 40 said, Many shall what? See it. And turn to the Lord. <laughs> he said, Well, I feel comfortable with what I've got on. Well, lost people usually do. Yeah, it's a showing of the flesh that smoked in God's nostrils. I don't know why I got off on that, but I did. Getting a little mean up here, Dane. But he marked me. Not only are we sealed with the Holy Ghost, but we've been bought with the precious blood of Christ. I, I'm telling you, when Brother Jamie or one of them there was looking down, or Brother Dean, whoever it was, looking down like that, <laughs> he said, God looked down and said, there's mine, there's mine. Second Timothy 2 said, The Lord knoweth them that are His. John 10 said, He calls them out by name. He marked me. <laughs> when you meet Him, He'll mark you. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, I'm part of His body. I might be a fingernail. I might be a fragment that fingernails broke on. I don't know. But at least I'm in. <laughs> Are you in? <laughs> he marked me <laughs> with his own blood. Yeah. Mark me. I'm part of his bride. Mark me. I'm part of his body. Mark me. The seal of the Holy Ghost is on us. He marked me, and I like this one, John 16. You know what he said, else he said he'd do? He'd manifest himself to us. 
<laughs> I like that secret place. There's a lot of manifesting goes on there. <laughs> He'll manifest himself. You know what he said? He told his disciples, and he's telling you and me. He said, if a man loves me, he will. He will keep my words. And my Father will love him. And we will come unto him and make our abode with him. <laughs> Not only is he living in you, but he wants to have fellowship with you. He marked me. <laughs> It wasn't the Old Testament. Yeah, I know it was. But that slave, you know. <laughs> oh, I got a good master. You got a good master? Well, Jubilee came. Master said, you can go now. You know, the Lord lets you go off. If you want to go off, He'll let you run off. But He'll come looking for you. But, oh, I got a good master. Good wife, good family. I said, all right then, back back up against the doorpost, one at the doorpost, and bore a hole in his ear. Lori, everywhere that person went in that culture, they knew he stayed because he loved his master. I'm here because I love my master. <laughs> Amen. He manifests himself to us. We will come unto Him and make our abode. That's where He lives with Him. Number three, He manifests Himself to us. And I'll slow down here a little bit. I don't have the energy you used to have. No man of God told me a few years ago he's, he'd went through some things in his life. And he said, Brother Robert, I'm not as tough as I thought I was. Huh? Yeah. I found out. He's telling the truth. Let me say another one here. He's with you. Not only did he mark you. You met him? He marked you. He'll manifest himself to you. You know, these people say, boy, I just don't know if I'm saved or not. You can find out. You can find out. Amen. I, it would, won't do me no go, good to go home and say, I don't know if I'm married or not. <laughs> I'll find out pretty quick. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Can I say that He'll meet us? He'll meet us in the mission that He has for us. I was thankful to hear that report, Brother Dean, on your missions there. Not yours, but God's. I know that. But He'll meet you in your mission. He's put you on. Let me say this right right off the bat, and you know it, and you've heard it. But if you could do it, God wouldn't have it. God wants somebody to do it through. He wants somebody. He wants an empty clay vessel to fill, to pour it down on everybody else. Huh? Yeah, yeah. The mission that He's gave you. I want to say. That when he saves me, you get in church, start, and I thank God for the Word of God that I look back now, Brother James, and I can see the hand of God in my life. 
learning as young preacher. Told brother preacher last night, young preacher, they they know everything, don't they? I did. Thought I knew everything. Didn't matter what the question was. But the older I get now, the less I find out I know. But I do know this. I know whom I've believed. I know whom. He'll meet you in your mission for him. When I still believe that the Word of God teaches, and I believe all these folks here too, I still believe that God calls you into the work that He wants you to do. I don't have to worry about Jamie's work. I know I'm not supposed to be concerned about Brother James's or Dean's or anybody. I'm just supposed to be concerned about what God wants me to do. The mission God's gave me. I think a lot of times about Stephen. Everybody remember Stephen in Acts chapter 6 and 7 and 8 there? Huh? All he done was give them the history. That's all he done. And by giving them the truth, it pricked their hearts and they stoned him to death. I wonder if Stephen knew, because when I go back and read that story again, reread it yourself. There was nobody to back him up but God. None of the disciples was there. But I wonder as Stephen stood there, and you know the story, he was doing it just for one person. Standing just for one. You know who that was, don't you? Paul the Apostle. Standing there holding a coach. As far as I know from my Bible, that one man that took a stand and testified to There was one man out of that whole crowd that God had his hand on. Would you stand for one? If your mission is just one, it's important because God's give it to you. Have you met him? Has he marked you? Well, God calls people into the ministry. I, I, I remember when I got my call. I ran for a little while. I wished I hadn't. That was worse than being under sinner's conviction for me. It was for me. Lord, can't do it. Yeah, you're right. You can't do it. Yeah. Lord, I don't have the right education. See, I thought you had to do all this kind of stuff, and I'm not against it. I like what Brother James says. I'm not against it. But he calls you. If you'll just only submit to him, he'll make it possible. I've discovered in my life that he he's never asked me to do something that I could do. Are, are you with me on that? I mean, there's some things I know to do. I didn't have to pray about going to church after I got saved. It's in there. Amen. And I found out that after I got there, thank God for whoever said that last night, as a pastor, sometimes you don't feel like going physically. But, boys, I tell you what, after I get there, I'm so glad I made it. (laughs) Because when I get there, I'm around folks that were saved 
born again, going to glory, that love Jesus, uh, that I can fellowship with. Taste of glory divine. Amen. This morning, before you leave this life, I hope you'll meet him. Boy, I like it half. Yeah. I'm done.